Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Sears Soccer Studs podcast, where we discuss the beautiful game with a Southern twang. I'm your co-host, Matt, and again with me today is Jason. Yo, Matt. <laughs> Hello, Jason. So, Jason, are you ready to cut this Premier League biscuit? Yeah, let's do this, man. Let's just uh, cut it open, put some butter on it, and just get it done. All right. I like it. So, guys, uh, welcome back. I know this is a different day for us. Apologize about that. Um, My wife, Emma, was sick yesterday and wasn't feeling well, so I didn't want Jason to come over and possibly get something. Everybody is feeling well today, so here we are. But again, we have some apologies for you guys. Uh, I know you stay awake at night waiting for the next podcast to drop, all of our listeners out there. So again, sorry. Jason, you had a song this week. What was the song? I did. I actually had a couple of songs, but we went with the second one. And the second song is, um, or the song is, Mute. And it's... uh, it's by Mute, and it's called You and Me, and it's actually a cover from an artist by the name of Flume. And this track is just all live instruments performing and uh, in front of others, and it's really cool. Check out the video. These guys are talented and put a really cool spin on the song You and Me. Absolutely. So you doing all right, Jason? It's been a few days since, uh, been a week in a day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, man. And I think we got a couple sunny days this past weekend, which I don't even know. I kind of lost count of all the days of rain, but man, it's so nice for it to be. It was almost 70 degrees today and to be getting outside with the sun. So, yeah, man, I'm loving the nicer weather. How about Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah, it was nice. Tomorrow's supposed to be even warmer, which will be great. So, um, but then we'll get hit with a crap ton of rain. But. Mm-hmm. We could be doing worse. Let's just say that. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not in Texas. Yes. For all our Texas listeners out there, we pray for you. Yeah. I think all right. I think you guys are thawed out now, but definitely. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. So, guys, what we're going to do is go through match week 25. We picked up two games last week um, that were on Wednesday, and then we picked up one today as well, which actually were makeup games for match week 25 or at least most of it so what we're going to start off with first is burnley one fulham one back on wednesday so the first half of this game both teams were kind of filling each other out Um, burnley had the best opportunity towards the end of the half with a low cross from tarkowski but not finding any targets. I think a lot of them just slid under the ball and just missed it. But um, second half, Fulham starts off really well by earning a corner. Ball is flicked in from handsome Anderson, (laughs) (laughs) which finds its way to Ola Aina, the most fun name to say on this podcast. Three times fast. Exactly who chests the ball towards the back post, 
Which is, I mean, yeah, he he practically scores with his chest, but Robbie Brady takes a huge cut at this ball and just whiffs it. He he hits it. Don't get me wrong, he hits it, but he kicks it into his own net. It hit him in his in his shin. I mean, he had all the time in the world to clear that out, and it was just poor concentration by Robbie Brady. <clears throat> so that makes Fulham up one nil. Jason, what's the best time to score a goal? Gosh, maybe a few minutes after one team scores a goal? Absolutely. <laughs> right after your opponent. They're still on cloud nine, and it's a quick sucker punch from Burnley. <laughs> Fulham was caught napping by a great dummy turn from Jay Rodriguez, who plays in Ashley Barnes. Ashley's Barnes' first touch is absolutely horrible, but it fakes a goalie out who he's one-on-one with, and the goalie goes to one side and has to scamper back to try to block it the other way, which Ashley Barnes just puts in the back of the net. One of those times where your first touch lets you down, but actually probably helps you out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Towards the end of this game, both teams had opportunities to kill off the game, win it for their team, but nobody was able to find the finished touch. So, yeah, Burnley won, Fulham nil. Next game, same day, Everton won, Man City three. Yeah, man. Man City looked good in that all-black all jerseys and Everton wearing the blue at Goodison Park. No Gundogan, but a little De Bruyne on the bench. Pretty much all City early. Um it was nice. Jao Cancelo just fired away within like two minutes of the game. And it was a nice save from Pickford. So he definitely, old Jordan Picky Pickford, got uh, really got, he got kicked at quite a few times in the first 20 or so minutes. And all I could see, I couldn't help but to look at the sideline when they'd catch Carlo on the sideline. And I, I don't know what he was chewing. But, man, it looked like it was a plastic bottle cap because he was chewing it hard. I don't know if it was some old gum, but I figured I'd share that. Because he was chewing hard while his boys were just getting getting kicked at, man. It was like all city. Maybe he uh, put an ice cube in with his chewing gum. Have you ever done that? No. It makes it a little tougher. (laughs) But anyway, his eyebrow was raised and he was chewing hard. And really not, not too long into the game, the 32nd minute, off of a, a, a weird uh, set piece where the defender deflected, you know, tried to clear it with his head, but found none other than Phil Foden. And, man, he just caught it with his, I think it was his weak foot, and just hit the ball. It hit off of, uh, I think, Seamus Coleman's heel, like a nutmeg action, and the goalie never had a chance, so one nothing. But as Matt just mentioned in the previous game, what is the best time to score a goal? Maybe five minutes after the other team scores a goal, 37th minute. None other than another interesting play. Seamus Coleman plays the ball in. Lucas Dean catches it on his left foot. Looked like he was going for goal and pretty much hit the goal, hit the post, but none other than Mr. Richarlison. Dickie Arlison. (laughs) Is it? is there with his hip just to feed it into the goal. He knew nothing about this. Oh, no, he was right place at the right time, but nonetheless, one nothing. And one, that's one. A, one, a one, 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 I'm sorry. And then uh, 
you know, that was, that's all she wrote for the most part in that first half. The second half comes out, and I just, it just looked like Richarlson just, I don't know, maybe he didn't have a great night previously, but he looked like he was just wanting to get thrown out. He was fouling, he was flailing, he was doing whatever he could to get recognized. But um, He's got that in him. Oh, he definitely and has a... little a, spicy. Yeah, just a little. A little pepper in it. Put, put, put a little, <laughs> little pepper in it. A little pepper on that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, it looked like Gabriel Jesus, Jesus was going to score a couple times, but it seemed like he's wasteful. Somebody's got to get on that guy about finishing. But um, 63rd minute, what a beauty. I'll just jump to it. Left foot, Riyad Mahrez played in from Bernardo Silva. They have such a nice little partnership there on that right side. And nothing but beauty. No, no getting that off the post. Just post music in the net. Oh. I want to talk a little bit more about Mares on the next Man City um, game. So just, yeah. just throwing that out there. Yeah, man. But remember this. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, at that point in time, Carlo is chewing hard, bro. It's 2-1. Doesn't look good for Everton at this point in time. And just, just 15 minutes later, I think in the 77th minute, who? Who? None other than Riyad Mahrez feeding Bernardo Silva. Here you Bernardo. Go. Here you go. Try. And what does Bernardo do? Just kicks it at Jordan Pickford, and he should have saved it most likely, but it was a goal. He's got some strong hands, that Jordy Picky. <laughs> not strong enough. I, I Honestly, I'm not a keeper or anything, but it looked like he could have done better on that. Um, and then that was pretty much all she wrote. De Bruyne came in for Sterling in the 80th minute to get a little bit of time, and uh, that's all they wrote. Pretty much City all day. It's great to have back the Ginger King, Kevin De Bruyne, KDB. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Wolves 1, Leeds nil. Man, an interesting game at Molyneux Stadium, if I'm saying that. Molyneux Stadium. Yeah. I had to look at this. I was watching this game, Matt, and I was like, man, I don't really want to watch this game. It's not very exciting. I then looked at the weather report, and I saw that they had 25-mile-an-hour sustained winds with gusts up to 50 miles an hour. And I was like, man, maybe that's why this game looks so odd. But, yeah, man. Is that still the storm, the the beast from the east still affecting? I don't know, man, to be honest. I didn't really do a whole lot of research. I know... They've had some interesting weather all over the world, so it could be a part of that. It could be just a typical, typical winter over across the pond. True. But, uh, man, you know, you got you got Bam Bam in the side for Leeds. Wolverhampton still struggling to get some goals. Uh, a lot of back and forth. It really looked like both teams were threatening early. Nice shot from NATO in the 12th minute, but saved. But for the most part, the keepers were staying busy. And I just have to throw this in there that, for some reason, Peacock was airing a lot of Harry Potter commercials and advertisements, and I took one look at Patrick Bamford, and I was like, Matt, you know what? He kind of looks like Harry Potter. I can see that a little bit. Yeah, but where's the magic, right? We'll see. <laughs> Second half. <laughs> First half, a little bit of action, nothing to really write home about. No goals. Second half, a uh, little change from Wolverhampton's side. Got to take Johnny out, put Marcel in, change his shape a little <clears> bit. Um, oh my gosh, there, there were some some really nice chances for the longest time that I thought Patricio was like, how did he save that? How did he save that? 
Cooper then Bamford back back and forth, but they could not get it in the net. And then, you know, for the most part, Leeds just manhandles the game. And unfortunately, in the 64th minute, Adam Adama Treore, with your big legs coming down the field, just blasts the ball. Hits the crossbar, then hits, unfortunately, hits Melier, Melier in the back and in the goal. Own goal. Not just the hard way to end the game for the most part. They, you know... Leeds really tried to put something together, but again, no magic from Bam Bam, a.k.a. Harry Potter. And uh, that's all she wrote. one nothing for Wolves. Melier is the youngest goalkeeper in the Premier League to ever score an own goal. He's also the skinniest. He is a very beanstalk of a man. Yeah, I, I think beanstalk fits it, for yes. real. Jolly Green Giant. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, moving on to my boys. Southampton won, Chelsea won. Chelsea dominated the first like opening 30 minutes of this game. They continue to possess the ball but without a cutting edge. And if you if you can't put away your chances, you allow teams into the game and that's exactly what happened because in the 33rd minute they um can't remember who it was that played through Minamino. Great ball. Might have been Ward Prowse. Great ball to um, Minamino, who uh, fakes out everyone and then just real easily places it in with the outside of his foot. So, fantastic move from him to the fake and everything. It was just beautiful. But yeah, just tough for Chelsea because they. Had a lot of, like I said, domination of the ball, but, you know, sometimes when we've talked about it, possession isn't everything. Right. The goal of the game is to score goals. So, yeah. As Roy Hodgson says. The start of the second half, Cullum Hudson-Odoi came on for Tammy Whammy Abraham, which turns out to be one of the biggest talking points of the game, which I'll get to in just a minute. But in the 54th minute, Danny Ings takes out Mason Mount in his own box. Don't make a forward defend. Come on. You can't do that. Danny's not built for that. Not at all, man. That That was hard. Yeah. So Mason Mount steps up, plays a nice, cool penalty kick in 1 1. But in the 76th minute, Cullum Hudson Odoi gets taken off for Hakeem Ziyech, who ends up doing absolutely nothing in the game. Mm. And that was pretty much the biggest talking point of the game was Cullum hudson Odoi getting taken off. How do you think, how do you feel about that, Jason? Uh, Well, I watched the game, and I did not maybe see exactly what the manager, Tuchel, saw because I'm not coaching him. But um, as a... To put myself in his shoes, I think that would feel really bad. I don't know what he did wrong once again because I didn't see it. But, um, yeah, I I hope he can get past this. Getting hooked like that after being subbed is just never played on that level, but I would think it would not feel good to go home or even see the rest of the team afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was put on in the 45th minute and get subbed off in the 76th, not due to injury, just got yanked. Yeah. 
The coach came out and said basically he was on his side, so the coach was giving him instruction. And he said he didn't see the intensity in Cullum that day in Cho. He he didn't see the intensity, he didn't see the fire, and so he just uh he said he wasn't into it. He could just tell, so he pulled him off. Well, we just or I just finished watching Chelsea in the Champions League, and Cullum Hudson-Odoi started the game. So everything's fine. It was just Tuchel asserting his dominance and saying, hey, this is a reality check for you, Cullum Hudson-Odoi, because Cho's been pretty much playing nonstop for Tuchel. And when he didn't see that that passion, he took him off. And I think Cullum Hudson-Odoi, as a lot of, I think, journalists have said this, um, He's the type of player that has crazy amounts of talent but needs a reality check every now and again, something to bring him back down. Mm-hmm. And um, it looked like it It did all – Cullum hudson played really well today in the Champions League, so maybe he's already passed it. Yeah, maybe I mean, he's already forgotten. If he wasn't in for that 20 minutes in the game, would they have gotten the PK from Mount? Because he was the one who played the ball in, I think. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah, so Chelsea do not collect three points that they really needed to stay in the number four spot, unfortunately. So West Ham takes over that spot for them later on. Burnley (laughs) nil, West Brom nil. What an exciting game, Matt. That's sarcasm. But um, it was a 0-0 game, man. <laughs> Are you ready to move on to Liverpool, Everton? <laughs> yeah, we'll just get through this one real fast. I had to look at the weather again because I was like, what's wrong? But uh, <laughs> there, it was windy as well, but I'm not sure if there was any excuses for just the poor finishing from both sides. There was a, a red card to talk about in the 30th minute. And who the one pulled it out? Mike Dean. Man, poor fella. He always gets those reds, doesn't he? But um, it, you couldn't. I mean, it seemed like it was rightfully so. I don't know if you yeah, saw this, Matt. I did. But us, absolutely. Sammy Ajayi. Yeah. You know, it, you just can't do that. Not when somebody's <laughs> going to be through on goal. You can't. It was an intentional handball to prevent like potentially a goal scoring opportunity. It's absolutely a red card. Yeah, it was a it was a, a pimp slap to the ball <laughs> that he accidentally did, but that didn't. But um, really not a whole lot to talk about, like I said. Nateland Niles, Pereira had some chances. But um, all, all in all, the only person that really took a wallop was Pope at the end. Took a kick to the face from Yakus. 0-0. Nothing to talk about. Hopefully. All right. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next one. Liverpool nil, Everton 2 at – wait, wait, did the Merseyside Derby? I think you said that right. At Anfield? Yes. What? Maybe the last time Everton won was, what, 1999? 22 years. Wowzers. And it's so interesting because these two teams are like maybe a stone's throw apart as far as stadiums are concerned in that beautiful area of the UK. Have you been there? I have not, but oh, I okay. had to do a little uh, reading about the Merseyside. Okay, me too. And, and you know what? What really makes it? And you know, it's it's a coastal town. Is that where the hobbits are from? I think so. Maybe they hide in the Shire. But oh. we can talk about that next okay. episode. Okay, cool. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, two nothing. Liverpool at have, or at Anfield. Man, last time they they played two two draw, but not this time. 
because uh, three minutes into the game, Everton don't waste any time. Little Colombian gold, James Rodriguez, <laughs> to none other than who's his name again? How did you say his name? Richarlson. <laughs> Dicky Arlson. <laughs> Dicky Arlson, right foot, left corner of the goal, can't miss. One nothing. Liverpool then twentieth minute. Tries to put something in. Henderson has a nice shot off a of volley, but saved by Pigford. Did I just call him Pigford? Uh, I think I did. That's actually okay. Yeah, I think that could be a good nickname. No offense to Jordan. Um, but a, a lot a lot at Liverpool on the ball early. So I was just like, man, they're going to they're gonna score soon. But they didn't. And unfortunately, Henderson went down with an injury. Didn't look too good. Maybe groin, maybe hip flexor. But uh, none other than Matty Phillips comes in for him and tries to hold it down. You could actually see that it was windy at this point because I think Carlo Ancelotti's hair was on like the whole opposite side that he parts it on. And it was staying there. So it was some sustained winds, I think. Um, and that was pretty much all I could see that was to talk about in the first half. Second half, man, Mane needs to get some practice with his head. Because I've seen him miss so many headers this year, and he had a nice, nice chance. But uh, in the 47th minute, he just hits it over the bar. I wonder <clears throat> – I, I agree with you. I've, I've noticed that he has been missing quite a few headers. Um, I've also noticed that he is starting to really have some spots up top where it's just his his high, high four-line – I think we call that a five head. He's got a seven head. I mean, like, I've got a five head. There's Same no here. doubt about that. But he's got, like, a seven head. <clears throat> There's, like, a little little island and maybe some marsh around the island. But he, he's, yeah, I feel for him, man. It's, it's hard to lose hair. Maybe I mean, that confidence is he, in his hair. He seems like he's a simple dude, but maybe he should like email LeBron James and they could work out like where he got his plugs. Or maybe even uh, Wayne, Wayne Rooney. Rooney. Wayne yeah. Rooney. I mean, gosh, he yeah. had some awful looking plugs there at first, but I think he's yeah he had to found do it himself. twice, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe three times. Who knows? But yeah. that's a whole other story. I could talk about Wayne Rooney all day. But uh, <laughs> anyway, the second half, Liverpool just looks like they're on the attack early. I mean, they had the ball the majority of it. I, I think they just took one clip of Allison, and he was taking a nap in the goal with foot warmers. And I was like, what's going on? But no, they had no action. It was all Liverpool, all Liverpool. Carlo has to uh, make some changes. He doesn't like what he sees. So he takes old Gomez out, and he puts in old Gilfie, Sigurdsson. Gilfie? Uh, Gilfie. And then uh, the 62nd minute, he also he makes another change. He takes the Colombian gold out. Maybe James was a little tired. Puts in old Calvert-Lewin. And uh, then Liverpool makes some. Uh, Jurgen Klopp's like, i got to make some changes. So he makes some changes. Puts in Shakiri for, you know, for Curtis Jones. And uh, nothing really happens until the 81st minute. Everton goes on a break with Calvert-Lewin. Oh, man, I thought he was – he definitely had it, but he was fouled, taken down. And who takes the PK? None other than Gilfie. And he does nothing but put it in the back of the net, which was beautiful. And uh, that's all she wrote, man. Unfortunately, Jurgen's got another loss to uh, process and digest. 
And this is the first time that they have had four home losses in a row since 1923. After going 68 games in the Premier League without losing at home, they lose four in a row. When it rains, it pours. <sighs> exactly. All right, moving on to a bottom bottom feeder, a catfish <laughs> of a game. Fulham won, Sheffield United nil. The reason I'm saying that is because both teams are in the relegation zone and they are fighting to come up for air. Mm. <clears throat> in the first half, Fulham had the majority of the chances but didn't really test any test a goalkeeper. Seven minutes into the second half, my man, Ruben Lofis Cheek, the beautiful man that he is. So beautiful. And he got a little lucky deflection, but then dances around the f defenders and then shot the ball with his left-footed purse that didn't make it <laughs> all the way there, only to be cleared off the line. In the 55th minute, Sheffield United with their best opportunity and probably their greatest opportunity of the, of the game. A delicious ball is played in by Billy Shap who connects with a sliding bone only to put it over. He's, Billy Sharp was ready for this game. I remember watching this in, in the opening when they had the kickoff. You know how most play – or just about all teams try to play a diagonal ball towards the corner, and so they'll try to block the player coming in. Well, Billy Sharp started a little too quick comes back to the line, they blow the whistle, he sprints in and just runs through with somebody. He's <laughs> was like, it Lookman? I, know, I saw I was like, boom. Yeah. I, I honestly thought the ref was going to blow the whistle. I mean, first foul of the game, two seconds. Dart. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> but in the 61st minute, Handsome Anderson plays a searching ball to Lookman, who stands up his defender, which was Ethan Ampadu. Chelsea loan player. Ampadu gets really unlucky because he played him well, but the ball, <clears throat> Lookman actually loses the ball and it goes to Ampadu, who's trying to clear it, but it gets stuck under his foot and he just basically scoops it up in the air and Lookman just takes it and beats him and then beats the goalie to the near post. Or no, I'm sorry, he smashed it between Ramsdale's legs. Mm -hmm. Five holding. In the 65th minute, Enda Stevens gets played through by none other than Billy Sharp. But Ariola makes a kick save, which he does so again in the 88th minute to keep his clean sheet. That second one caused a big stir for Chris Wilder, the Sheffield United coach. He thought it was a foul, but when you look at it now, no, come on, man. You're just you're searching for anything, Chris Wilder. I'm sorry. But, yeah, Fulham 1, Sheffield United nil. They are rock bottom. Do you blame them? Chris Wilder's struggling. I know. I know. And that areola, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to West Ham 2, the best team in London. Tottenham 1. Yeah, and look who's look who is back up at front. None other than Mikel Antonio. Beast mode. Mr. Soft-spoken Mikel Antonio. Even though I heard him yelling a couple times in this game. But, uh, yeah, man, interesting game. 
Still has those shorts jacked up. <laughs> yeah, he did on that left leg. I, I think his just his quads are just so big. He's like, oh my god, it's so uncomfortable. Let me just pull my left one up and leave my right one semi down. Maybe he just has a hot leg. Just one hot leg. I don't know, man. He's got some big old legs, so who who knows? I mean, but... <laughs> you know, Pogba wears the uh, the sleeve to keep his arm nice and warm, yeah, considering that... he uses the, his arm a lot in soccer. Gosh, what a it's a, you didn't know it's a robot arm. Oh, I don't think robot. he okay. likes anybody to know because, okay. you know, I don't know what he uses for. But, but anyway, he's got a sleeve on his arm. And then, so Antonio's like, man, my legs are so hot, I got to cool them off. So I'm just going to pull up my, <laughs> and, my shorts. And I think he just has a little bit more love for the left leg as opposed to the right. Maybe Tammy's watching this and he wants to do the same thing. I don't know. We could talk about shorts for like. Tammy has to tuck his him into his underwear for his to stay up. <laughs> now, Beast Mode has got some thighs where he pulls his up. They ain't coming down. <laughs> I think he has to have his shorts actually custom fitted because he's got some big old legs, dude. Yeah, he does. Anyway, maybe those big old Umbro shorts from the 80s would fit. But, uh, fifth minute. Didn't take long for old West Ham to get get it going. Cross inside the box. Man. Bowen, left-footed, just swings in and finds Mikel Antonio. I don't know. Did he, like, did he hit it with his chest or, or what? He, it seemed like he hit it once, the goalie got it, maybe hit it again, and it just kind of went in. I felt like he tried to score with the bottom of his cleat, if I remember correctly. He yeah. tried to just, like... Front kick it in. Right. Yeah, and I have to look at it again, but it was just an interesting goal. There was there was a handful of those interesting goals this week, uh, but just guys being in the right place at the right time. So uh, one nothing. You think that Tottenham would put it on them, but uh, not a whole lot comes from them. You know, they really tried to put something together in the midfield, but could not get anything going. Suchek. <laughs> That guy's all over the place. Unfortunately, his same eye, I think, that he had bruised two weeks ago, he split open uh, on trying blood. to clear a ball on a free kick. Just blood running down his face the whole game. <laughs> I mean, he yeah, he was a bloody mess. They stitched him up. He got back in the game, and he still had problems with blood. But anyway, I'm glad Lamella didn't find him because the Lamella effect was, like, totally present during this game, and he got his yellow card in the 43 minute, 43rd minute. Um, but uh, this guy, come on, Josie, can you just He's do some a, behavioral work with Lamella, please? You know, in in golf, you you play with a handicap. Like he has a handicap for yellow cards. I think <laughs> and so. He starts like already negative. I think he may, maybe has his like own summer camp, and like Axel Tunzebi goes to it, and they are just like, who's gonna get the most yellow cards this year? Anyway. Lamella is just an angry dude. It seems like most of the time he's sliding or he's doing what he's got to do. But, um, yeah, he got his yellow card, and that was the first half. Second half, lots of bubbles and a goal. Jesse Lingard, none other than the uh, the loner, loanee, who already you call him, from Manchester United. And, yes, Matt, he did his little flute playing. Oh, yeah. uh, but, I mean, he got it with his weak left foot there. <laughs> Well, Which was it was a be- it was beautiful because Jesse started it, passes it to Fernals, Fernals, however you say that, Fernals, <laughs> and then to Jesse Lingard, and he's like, "I'm gonna zip this in with my weak foot, and then I'm gonna do my little flute flute song and do my dance." 
Yeah, the whole you see Declan Rice playing the drums. Yeah, they had the whole <laughs> team doing it. It was, it was I, comical. Yeah, I think you know maybe he could pick another dance, but he's excited. He's been scoring goals for West Ham, which is interesting. Um, <clears throat> pretty much West Ham just handling the game for the most part of that point in time. Lamella is out now, and none other than Gareth Bale comes in and tries to do some work, and he does some work in the 64th minute off a corner kick. He actually was playing well he prior does. to that. and uh, um, First he, time this season that he showed up in, in the Premier League, maybe in Europa League or Champions League or some cup, he's played okay. But this is the first time in the Premier League that he is actually – played halfway decent yeah he, he looked like he had his head on a you know head on right and it's a nice corner to lucas mora where he just put his head on the ball at the right time and there was no getting it on the in, near side of the inside post and in the back of the goal 2-1 i think most of the tottenham fans were like come on we got to put in another one but they they just couldn't do it uh, i think it was the 82nd minute Fabianski takes out his own defender diving, and that was interesting. I thought there was going to be like some sort of mess up, miss up or Tottenham was going to put something together to score another goal, but no, nothing. And uh, Josie has got a lot of work to do now. Yeah, he said he was sad again. <laughs> he was sad, but I think I saw an article where he said that the, um, the team is not depressed. They just have to get over a slump. He also said that there were certain – aspects to this team that he could not coach out of them is he talking about Delhi Alley? i don't know there's something there's, something he, doesn't look good man he always does this he says some like read between the lines kind of statement that you never truly know what it means he's just man he's a manipulator so. and, all, and all i see is lots of t- statistics being brought about now and of his decline over the years and it really doesn't look good from a number standpoint so we'll see well to him he also said in the same interview that him and his coaching staff are second to none in the world in mm. their coaching ability do you know what you know what i hear i hear ego uh you don't i mean we we both know what jose Mourinho can do to a team so yeah, yeah we're, we're okay he's amazing yeah <laughs> All right, Aston Villa 1, Leicester 2. So Villa was without, uh, you know, Manthas, Grealish, um, their (laughs) captain, and you really could tell throughout this game that they were lacking some creativity and also just the how much they depend on Mr. Short shorts, short socks, short shin guards, big thighs, big calves, Grealish. There we go. Wasn't he at Love Island? He probably was. Okay. Oh, yeah, he was on Love Island. That's right, with Matty Cash and Tyrone Minks. That's good. That's right. Good Good bring back. <clears throat> but in the uh, 19th minute, Lester just – some of their goals look just too easy. I mean, this goal, this first goal by um, James Madison was just so simple. Balls played over the top, looking for Vardy. Vardy challenges for it, doesn't get it, but the defender heads it right to Harvey Barnes, who takes it down, looks up, and is like, hey, hey, James Madison, you're kind of like wide open. Do you want this like this ball here? How about I give it to you? 
So he just taps it to the side, and James Madison's like, oh, keeper's kind of uh, going one way. Why don't I just pass it in the in the corner? And which he did. And if you watch that in slow-mo, you can actually see Harvey Barnes say that to him, and and then Madison, a little bubble over his head, think that. Because yeah. it, they had so much time. It was, it was ridiculous. And then not only, or, <clears throat> and then just 45, then just four minutes later in the 23rd minute, the ball, it starts from a throw-in. The ball's thrown in to Telemans. He looks up and it's like, hey, um, why don't I pass this out to Harvey Barnes? He does. Harvey Barnes mistouches it, goes off a defender, Falls to Jamie Vardy, who smashes it at the goalie. Goalie parries it to Harvey Barnes, who roofs it. Yeah, simple enough. I mean, it's just it's, it's surprising how good this team is and how easy some of their goals end up being. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Villa ended the first half really well, putting on pressure – on the Leicester goal and even began the second half really well because in the 48th minute, Bertrand Traore scores. Um, ball is crossed in. No one really tracks Traore. Um, Traore's, I think it might have been um, El Mohamedi. No. Mm. It was, uh, anyway, one of Aston Villa's players. I can't remember. Dang. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who that was, too. <clears throat> Miss basically just whiffs at the ball, and it falls right to Bertrand Traore, who just puts it in. After that, um, Lester pretty much controlled the rest of the game until about 10 minutes to go, and Villa really turned up the pressure. Um, but still couldn't find the timing, tying goal. Um, really didn't test Kasper Schmeichel enough on that. So, yeah, game ends 2-1 to one to Leicester, who moved into second place just for a short time. Pretty impressive because Leicester's had a lot of injuries this year. And, you know, they like you said, they've been looking good. Austin Villa, another team, you know, just singed by injuries as of late. Jack Grealish and Matty, they're really missing Matty Cash. Yeah. So definitely look to get those gents back. Absolutely. It was El Ghazi. I knew it was El something. Hmm. El Ghazi that missed the the ball that fell right to Traore. There we go. All right, moving on to Arsenal nil, Man City one. I wish there was some Optostats out. And if anybody is good at um, this Optostats, I'd love to see the amount of goals scored in the first five minutes of the games this year and then the first five minutes of the second half compared to other seasons because it seems like there's so many goals that happen before the fifth minute, like really early in the game this season. Maybe it's just because I'm keeping track of it now that I haven't noticed it before, but, man, it seems like every week we have four or five that are before the fifth minute. I've noticed it with, with certain teams more so than others, but I wonder if the crowd has anything to do with that, or lack of, I should it, say. It might be. They're just not awake enough, but yeah. Man City, second minute. Mares. I said that I was going to come back to Mares. 
so Mares was unbelievable in the Leicester run. Yes. I mean, that's why he got his move to Manchester City, I think, like the season after the next. So took him a little bit to get to Man City. What he is doing right now out on that right wing, he is practically unplayable. I mean, I watched this game, and um, I think it's Pablo Mari for Arsenal. Yeah, he was starting in the center back. I, I mean, he he couldn't even get close to I, – I'm pretty sure that Mares set him down a couple of times. He did. And, I mean, people talk about Kieran Tierney being a great defender. He – oh, man, Mares is literally unplayable at this moment, especially on that left foot because you, you think he's going to cut inside, and what does he do? He rolls it to back to his right, and then he can always find people. But anyway, Mares gets the ball on the left, teaches Kieran Tierney the samba real quick, dances around, shows him one way, then the other. Then what does he do? He just puts in a delicious ball to five foot seven, Raheem Sterling, who jumps out of his socks and heads it in. The game's only goal. There was a lot of stuff that was really pretty about this game, like great movements, but n- nobody was really that clinical. The best chance after that came to Cancelo, who decided <clears throat> to give Rob Holding a flying knee as Holding went for the leg sweep. Oh, wait, we're not talking about MMA. This is the wrong podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So Cancelo gets the ball played back to him, takes it in, cuts the defender, puts him on the ground, and then decides to try a cheeky outside of the right foot. Goal, bends away, just missed. That was so close. Yeah. Holding had to go off with that flying knee um, to the head. This was the first concussion protocol substitution used in the Premier League since they introduced it. Yep. Yeah, I think Arsenal, just, nil, Man City, one. I think uh, Arteta mentioned that he was fine, which is always good. You never want to have a nasty head injury. Uh, gosh, he put you out for a while, as we've seen with uh, Jimenez. Yeah, I know that you've talked about you've had a pretty nasty oh, yeah. head injury back in the day. I got mm-hmm. concussed trying to do a bicycle kick one time and played the rest of the game just running in the middle of the field in circles. That's mm. what people said. Yeah, it's, so, it's crazy. Yeah. Knocked out cold, 17 stitches in my left eye. Wow. Not fun, but it happens. It's a it's a rough game. So, I mean, are they going to be able to use this concussion protocol substitution for any head injury? I guess I presume so, just in accordance. Sense. Yeah, player safety and whatnot. You know, hey, why not use it if you got it? Absolutely. All right, Man U 3. Newcastle won. Yeah, man, what an interesting game. Uh, as always, when I mean, you think you're going to uh, play a strong game at Old Trafford, Old Trafford, and, and just come out fast and play well, but no, United came out pretty sloppy and sleepy early. There were no shots from United until the 29th minute, and it was Aaron Wan-Bissaka. <laughs> Yeah, that was one thing that really got me going with this one. I mean, De Gea had a nice save at the beginning. Um, 
But uh, it didn't really start heating up until about the 30th minute. None other than Marcus Rashford's nose. Nose. And he <laughs> he allowed the ball up the left-hand side. And he can just do his thing with his speed, go past the defender, and just put it right, right past the goalie on the near su- near post with a laser shot. And one nothing. Man United's looking like they're awake now. Um, but it wasn't for just typical fashion six minutes later. Um, and that's right. I forgot to mention Harry Maguire assisted. It was a nice assist to Marcus up the line. But six minutes later, corner kick. And Harry Maguire's like, what team did I play for again? Let me just try to head this out, but I'll assist on I'll assist the other team. Because he tries to head the ball. It skims off his head. You saw this, Matt. Yep. And and in that position as a as a center back, you're gonna try to just put the ball out. And it looked like he could have done it. I'm not in his head, I'm not in his shoes. But it was a mistake, and it was a mistake that found none other than Gucci, Mr. Maximum. Gucci. He's the Maximum. Saint Maximum. And he put the Maximum on in this volley with his right foot, and there was nothing but the back of the net. The keeper's not going to get that. You know, you know how much I adore Harry Maguire. Yes, I do. But I got to say that, you know, a I was taught as a defender, if you are clearing a header, you try to head it up and out. You don't see defenders doing that very often. Um, I've seen so many times where defenders head the ball right back to the, like the top of the the box, and it's like, oh yeah, just allow somebody to come in and smash a volley. Like that's exactly what you want. I'll give Harry Maguire the benefit of the doubt and say that he. He probably was trying to hit it, but just got what he could on it. Not good positioning for sure, but yeah. and I understand, Matt. I can I hear you, and I know people make mistakes. It's just um, that's the only time that I will say something in defense. I know I'm, I'm writing it down, Harry Maguire. I'm gonna hold you to it. But yeah, no, I, I just it really bothered me, man. It really bothered me that that, that happened, and then they go one one. We're back to square one again. So uh, not really a whole lot going on after that 36-minute goal and until the second half. So real quick, um, sorry, Jason. Um, I'm pretty sure in this game the a couple of calls went against Harry Maguire, and I remember hearing the commentator say, man, there's just been so many calls against Harry Maguire this time. It's like, uh, you know, he just has not had a, a good run of form in getting calls. And I'm thinking, I, I almost lost it. <laughs> I mean, I was I was really, really like, oh, so he's had maybe three calls go against him. What about the 75 that went for him before this? <laughs> where he kicks people in the nuts and doesn't get a red card. Where he... What was that last season? Yeah, he does a figure four. And grabs somebody underneath the chin, across their arm, basically tears them down to the ground. No call. Yeah, that was a bad no call. I mean, it's it's got to be the media, the English media, because the English media are still talking about Frank Lampard and Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. Tuchel is a a ten times better coach 
than Frank Lampard. Wow. Doesn't mean that Frank Lampard will not improve, but because he's English, they're saying Tuchel isn't doing things right. That's why they brought up this Cullum Hudson Adoy thing. Hmm. Oh, he he's he's out of his depth. No, he's not. I'm really sorry for these guys that have been players for a long time, but you haven't been a manager for a big club. So you need to shut your mouth. Yeah. And then these these commentators talking about Harry Maguire and how he doesn't get calls. Can you please not be biased towards an English player and just notice that he gets everything called for him? I mean, it is utterly ridiculous that these guys say this stuff. I'm sorry. Hey, Matt, it's our game. We started it. We made it. It's exactly. our game. Exactly. But um, it's it interesting. I, I, I Take a deep breath, Matt. But I, I hear you, man, and I'm I, not a huge fan, as I've mentioned previously, of Harry Maguire. Um, he's really slow. He's really slow. And I think that's another reason why he takes down people, because he can't catch up. But uh, getting back to the game. 55th minute in the second half, Frazier in, in for Joel Linkton. And he looked like he had... Some was going. I don't know if he had a tummy ache or a pulled abdominal muscle. He kept on poking at his yeah. stomach, and you know, that, I mean, we all know that ain't fun. To, it ain't fun to run around with a tummy ache, that's for sure. Or it could. I mean, it could have been something else, like a rib or something. Like, oh man. Yeah, but anyway, little old uh, half his stature of Joel Ellington, uh, Frazier, Ryan Frazier comes in. Wee man, little wee man, Alan Ford. Oh, yeah, just I, Frazier. Did he literally Frazier did a dance before he came in? Now anyway, but he's in at the 55th minute. But it really doesn't doesn't have a whole lot to do in the game because the 57th minute, man, Matic plays a ball across the box, which looked like Bruno Fernandez just kind of touched it with his pinky toe and gets the assist, which I appreciate if we were still playing fantasy. Um and none other than Danny, Danny boy, James. He puts the ball in with his right foot, just hammers the ball. You could see how much it means to him. I watched that goal, and he's he's struggling so much to score. He doesn't get a lot of playing time. When you look and truly, like, analyze this goal, he just – he tried to smash it. Oh, he did, man. He cut across it. He did not hit it well. He did not hit it like he wanted to. He got over it and he got it in, which is nice. I mean, it was nice also to see him get that playing time in Turin um, on Thursday in the Europa League match. And, of course, not Champions League, but still getting some playing time. Scored a goal and an assist, I think. But, yeah, Ole wants to play him. He doesn't really have a great touch on the ball. He doesn't dribble. He can't really beat defenders other than speed. But, man, he did it in this game and put a nice goal in. To bring United up two to one, I think that was the first time that he has scored a game that actually in a part of the game that actually had mattered. Yeah, before he had been like the eighth or ninth of uh, you know the Southampton game when he played Chelsea last season, he was the fourth out of four like at the end of the game. So yeah, it's the first time that goal put them ahead. Yeah, and it's. Nice. Uh, I don't think Danny James will forget that one by any means. And then in the 70th minute, which I was excited about, um, old Tony Martial is out and Greenwood in because, man, Tony, work rate, bro. Anyway, um, 
lots of talent from Marcial, but I just wish I could see more on the field from him at times. So a uh, few sh- little shifts around, 74th minute. A nice little foot stamp in the box on Rashford as he's turning. And uh, I know people will probably argue that this wasn't a PK. Uh, I think it was Willock who just kind of put his foot down on Rashford. And the way Rashford was positioned and moving, he just flopped on the ground. Not a lot of contact, but for the time, the timing and everything, ref has to give him the PK. Uh, what did you think about that, Matt? I thought it was soft, but, I mean, I, I didn't analyze it very much. I mean, people will say that Man U gets quite a bit of calls, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Not as much this year, maybe as last season, because I think there are a couple other teams that you are mean, way above PKs. I'm sorry, I'm sorry uh, you mean, like, not as much this season as every season before now? <laughs> I I am not gonna lie, you know that's one of the reasons why I've 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 been a fan and will be a fan of Manchester United because watched them growing up in in the '90s and gosh they were good man and they've always been in the limelight. So yes, I can agree with you on that, Matt. That they are going to get the spotlight for sure. A lot of calls, <laughs> but hey, history is history. Unfortunately, and fortunately, um. Bruno comes up, what does what he does with a little hop, skip, and a jump, and no chance from the goalie at all. That's all, really, she wrote. 3-1. I do have to say, Shola. Short tire. That's all I got to say. It's, it's uh, Shortier or something like that. It's, it's not tire. I knew that as soon as I saw his name, I'm like, short tire? Well, I don't know exactly how how it's pronounced but i know he's he's of nigerian descent yeah the last part is irie that sounds about right short irie shola short irie there you go and you have to say it in that type of voice otherwise it doesn't Very sound well. right but Very the shola well it's such an interesting first name i like it anyway comes on for rashford there's a lot of uh positives with this gentleman and just excited to see him get his first taste Young for the blood. few minutes all right. We spent 30 minutes on that game. <laughs> Man, we should have done 36. <laughs> Brighton 1, Crystal Palace 2. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot to talk about in this game because, gosh, pretty much all Brighton, all game long. But unfortunately for them, the Seagulls came out flying and, and the Eagles weren't flying. But 28th minute, none other than Koyate, if I'm saying that right, Matt, to Ayu, A-U, Ayu, U-U, to Jean-Philippe Marteta for his first chance and first look at the goal. And he just plays this cheeky, I mean, gosh, just turns and just scuffs the ball with his heel back, kind of push it in the net. Scoop it. Scoops it, whatever it was. It was absolute beauty, and like you see this, and I know that many strikers dream of a moment like this. But nonetheless, his I believe his debut start. Mm -hmm. I think so. So, what a great way to start your EPL career. One nothing, Crystal Palace, Brighton doing all the work, but no goals. And I think Roy uh, had to say something about that after the game. Second half, 
Danny Welbeck, got to change some shape for Brighton. Comes in for Steven Elzate. Changing a little bit of shape, putting a little more offense up there. Hopefully we can get a goal for Brighton. And in the 55th minute, none other than Joel Veltman. Off of a defender. It was kind of a little bit like, what's going on in the box? Oh my gosh, it just landed at my feet. I'm going to hit it with my right foot as hard as I can. And he did. And it was nice. And I have to give it to him because... He was putting in mad work in the first half and continued to work very hard in the second half. So the gentleman deserved a goal. And what's that, man? I said absolutely. Yeah, man. It's Guaita did a great job keeping the shots out in the 61st minute. It looked like Brighton was in a score. I think they had maybe five shots on goal in that, that exchange. Uh, some might have been deterred by the defender, but Guaida just held his own in between the posts, not allowing anything to come through. Um, both teams made some changes. Not really a whole lot going on. I believe the announcers jinxed the game because in the 95th minute, man, Crystal Palace goes on a break, sort of like they did when they scored the first goal. And... The announcer said something about it. I don't think they can do it, but let's see. Or something Not along those lines. This is the last chance. Yeah, I mean, something along those lines. And I, I'm pretty sure that Brighton didn't want to hear that and they did not want to see this the curse beautiful. Of the commentator. What's that? Yeah, it was the curse of the commentator, as they normally do. Just, what was it Jordan? It was Andros Townsend to Jordan Ayu. And he plays a ball across from the left side to the right side of the box. And none other than Christian Benteke kind of stepping back, catches this ball. Beautiful volley. Very, very difficult to catch it, keep it down, and send side it to angle. the side netting. Yeah. Wow. But, man, gosh, I just felt for Graham Potter on the sidelines. He was just, I think he was crying. But, uh, yeah, Crystal Palace put it away. Brighton Hove, 70-30 possession. But goals are what matters, right, Matt? Yep. That's what brings you the bacon. Bring me the bacon. <laughs> All right, moving on to the last game. Leeds United 3, Southampton nil. Man, a couple things in the first half. Um, VAR reversed a penalty after Tella. Basically goes into the box, is dribbling the ball out of bounds, sees that, and then just throws out a foot and kicks the defender and goes down. Terrible, terrible flop. But the ref calls a penalty. VAR is like, nah, that's not. So what do they do? They reverse it. And again, this guy tries to, I believe they call it simulation, mm. tries to draw a penalty gets the penalty, VR overturns it, and what do they do? They don't give him a card. Why in the world would you not give somebody a card that is faking? They're diving. They are literally diving. That's what simulation is for. Anytime that happens, they need to be given a card. That is just almost like a, a loophole that they don't even think about these referees. It's garbage. Sorry. That was terrible, man. <sighs> but, uh... Also in the first half, Orlu Rumelu. Well said. Does a last ditch tackle on Rafina. I mean, what 
when I saw this, I'm like, okay, Rafina's probably going, you know, he's got two gears up on Orolo Romelu. <laughs> this guy looked like he was running in quicksand trying to get back. But Rafina, instead of going right at the goal, cuts across the box to try to draw contact from the defender. Well, Orlu Rumelu <laughs> says, no, 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 not today. <laughs> Does the Dikembe Matumbo and just rejects him out. Rafina holds his ankle and his pride for a little bit longer on the ground. <laughs> In the second half, pretty much all leads. Like, don't get me wrong. Leads won three, three nothing. But Southampton had more possession, had just more passes, just everything. But again, possession doesn't lead to goals. Mm. But yeah, in the second half, in the 47th minute, right after halftime, Patty Bam Bam gets played. Excuse me, gets played through. And, I mean, this is a difficult shot for him, but he smashes it between Vestergaard's legs and finds the bottom corner. I mean, it's a very difficult shot from where he was at, but that can score. I think he, uh, I think Harry Potter had his wand for the magic, and that was a beautifully weighted pass. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. In the 78th minute, Stewart. Corbin Dallas from the Fifth Element, yes, has a terrific, terrific go goal. Ian, if you're listening out there, I got that from you. Terrific. Yes. Basically, the dude scored with his toe. <laughs> and then pointed at it while he's yeah. running up the right like, field. oh man, you see this? Yeah, it scored with my left foot. I bet it was big his toe. first toe goal in the Premiership. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, you just gotta. Do what you can. Yeah. And then to put the game to bed in the 84th minute, McCarthy is not going to want to see this again. Goalkeeper for Southampton gets beat to the post that he is defending. Sets up his wall to block the other side and then gets beat on the side that he is covering by Rafina. Yeah. So now Southampton, after being – on the top end of the table is now in 14th, only eight points above safety. Talk about a drop. Wow. And going back to that free kick, do you think Ward-Prowse ducking out of the way threw McCarthy off a little bit? Because it almost looked like it whizzed by him. Ward-Prowse kind of ducked and kind of crunched down, smaller shape there. But Yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's always hard to, you know to tell somebody, like, throw your head into that ball or throw your face into it. It's kind of hard. It's just a natural reaction. Right. Some people are just crazy like that. I mean, if you if you watch the Wolves player, the captain, Cody. Oh, yeah. Ball shot at Gosh. him going 200 miles an hour. He's like, oh, let me put my head on it, get knocked out cold, and then get up and keep playing. And he actually got that on his forehead where he's supposed to. Any other where any other place, and there would have been concussion for sure. Oh man. man, if he would have ducked a little bit and hit the top of his head, yeah, he would have been out. Yeah, but yeah, I just think uh, McCarthy may have thought that Rafina was going to the opposite side and got his footing wrong. But yeah, still, Alex McCarthy will not want to look at that again. Mm-mm. All right, doing pretty good on time again. We had a few more. Yeah, we had a few more games. Thirty-six minutes talking about Manchester United. Yeah, Matt had his. 
You had to talk about stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so now we will move on to our segments. It's what everybody comes for. The first segment is called Creme de la Prim. It's the Creme de la, it's the Creme de la, it's the Creme de la. We call it this because it is the cream of the crop. It's the creme de la creme. The best of the best. Jason, who you got for your creme? Man, I swapped it around a few times. Because after this last game, Matt, and watching Rafinha put in that penalty, or sorry, put in that free kick with his left foot, and then his celebration where he took his jersey off and he had his Under Armour shirt with, I presume, names of people in his family that are very important to him that may have helped him as a soccer player coming up in the ranks, and he's made it. And the way I saw that, Matt, was that, yes, he's made it. There are a lot of guys that talk wonderfully about this gentleman and how he, they don't even know how he's not on some really big top team right now. He's quality, and I think he's building his resume. And that was a cherry on top that we saw today. Absolutely. He um, he is starting to get looked at. Apparently, Man U and Liverpool are keeping tabs on him. It's, it's mm-hmm. not hard to when he's in the same dang league that you're playing in. Yep. Who'd you have, man? I had to go with his debut wonderful backhill scoop goal. Jean-Philippe Matata. Yeah, a dream what? goal. A goal. When I saw this, I was like, whoa. If you haven't checked it out, please check it out. It was for Crystal Palace in the 28th minute against Brighton. What a sweet goal. You see, you know, some of the best players in the world pull these off like Suarez, some of the best forwards. And for you to do it on your debut for Crystal Palace in the Premier League, the toughest league in the world, good on you. Good on you. Man, if I did that at Harmon Field or if we were in the gym where we play indoor soccer, I would, leave. St- I, would, I would just be like, hey, I'm good for the night, man. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Moving on to what we call Bless Your Heart. Bless Your This could be someone you feel sorry for. This could just be something like a nasty red card. It could be anything that you basically you don't want to hear your name called out on. Jason, who's your bless your heart? My bless your heart moment, Matt, is none other than Melier. The OG. Yeah, the OG, man. Uh, I feel for you. Bless your heart. Pat on the back. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. Yeah, I was going to go with that as well, but I decided against it, and I'm going to give it to Nike. Ooh, tell more. That new ball that they're playing with is hideous. Have you not seen it? It's white. I I have. And it's got three bullseyes on it. Yeah, very similar to some of the other balls they played with, but different color pattern oh my gosh i think it's i think it's awfully prettier than the ball that they played with last year with the red dot on it i know it probably has some sort of other symbolism but um have you played with this ball yet matt 
No, I mean, uh, you know, some of these these high end balls that they come out with. You know, I'm sorry, I don't. I'm not going to spend 160 dollars on a or 200 plus game. 200 plus, <laughs> yeah, like Premier League match ball. I just can't. You know, what will happen is I'll I'll do it. I'll spend that money and I'll go and kick it around and lose it in the freaking Packlick River or something. Or even those match balls. They just don't hold up like the other ones do. So I wouldn't be spending on it unless I put it in a frame and had to speak for it with signatures. But going back to those Nike Premier League balls, I actually have one from last year. And it's it's nice. It has a different, a little bit of a different feel than some of the other balls with the grooves in it. Uh, I wonder if it probably is a little easier to throw in. But um, regardless... It's not a pretty ball, but I wouldn't say it's ugly. That the white, it just oh man, it's, it's different. It is when I first like I, I like the yellow balls. The high vis balls are yeah. great. I think those are great. But then they changed it to this, and I'm like, what is this garbage out there that they're playing with? I, I just yeah, Nike, they've come up with some pretty shady stuff. Over the last few seasons, I mean, look at Chelsea's third jersey. Goodness gracious. I don't know what y'all were thinking. Like some, like a rainbow threw up on that jersey. I mean, <laughs> great. Oh, just Same could awful. be said for Adidas and some of those third jerseys. I mean, what are you trying to do? Like your zebra pattern one? I don't know. I, I don't even want to say what I think about this, but, you know, whatever it is, you know, I'm not buying it. Oh, it's awful. And I'm not buying it until... Honestly, man, I'm going to share a little bit of my myself. I just don't want to buy a jersey that has Chevy on the front of it. Amen. That's how I, that's how I roll. Yeah, I don't like buying a jersey that has a big number three on the front. I can agree with you on that. That is awful. We only got it for like five more years. Yeah. All right. All right, so we're moving on to our final segment. This one is called... Fine as frog's hair. Jason, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Matt. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Fine as frog's hair. Yeah, you are. So fine, I'm invisible. Mm. Slick. <laughs> so who you got for your fine as frog's hair? Well, I have none other than a gentleman we talked about a couple of times today. And it is Mares. That left, man, is nasty. And that ball that just kind of Bernardo played out to him was just set on a platter for him. He hit that with his left foot and just the sound of the post and the back of the net. Beautiful. I mean, it's one of those that you, if you've done it, even if you've done it when you were just kicking the ball around in the field, you're going to be like, I'm going to go tell somebody about that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially wearing that Paisley jersey. Ooh. Yeah. I mean... This year, other than their home jersey, the the blue one with like the little spots, I don't know. Uh, their home jersey isn't for me, but they're all blacks and that paisley. Man, you'd have to beat ladies off with a stick if you wore that out in public. I know. Come on, United. Can you guys get a decent black kit? Please? Well, that's Puma right there. Yeah. What is Puma? this? Can you help us at Manchester United? Yeah. What is this uh, color? jersey that you guys have you've got the the zebra one that's awful mm, the, it is 
your home jersey I like because it's got like little color variations in it. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, but then this brown rust. What I don't. What I don't know. Uh, like kind of like a poop color. Um, but <laughs> anyway, I think I've been trying to just you know delete that from my mind because okay. I don't want to see it again. I just I really focus. I spend a lot of time focusing on the training jerseys. Because those are a lot nicer. You know, they have the Aon logo on them, not the right. Chevy. Uh, I do like the red and black kind of camouflage trainer training shirt jerseys they wear, but okay. definitely not the Brownstein jersey. Yeah, I think we're going to call this color hmm, diaper rash. Yes. That's Ew. <laughs> Ew. All right. But uh, who, did, who did you have, Matt? Okay. My finest frog's hair. I've got to give it to Christian Benteke. This guy has kind of reinvented himself as of this season. I mean, this guy, you know, was banging in goals for Aston Villa before he got bought or taken over to Liverpool and then just kind of stunk it up from there. He's had a really hard time, but um, lately he's been playing really well in this volley and game winner in the 95th minute, one of the last touches of the game. Very difficult to pull off. The angle that he had was just very tight. So, yeah, I got to give it to Christian Benteke. Yeah. Don't count him out. Absolutely not. Well, guys, if you uh, you want to email us, please email us at cedarsoccerstuds at gmail. If you want to find us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at cedarsoccerstuds. And as always, you came for the footy and stayed for the accent. All right. Until next time, I believe studs up, yes?